Jeff King was the first into Ruby, but Brent Sass was the first musher out as the 2016 Iditarod leaders make the 50-mile jaunt to Galena along the Yukon River. I'm Josh Edge. Support for APRN Iditarod coverage comes from Wells Fargo, proud supporter of the Iditarod Trail sled dog race and dedicated to helping people reach their goals on and off the trail. Wells Fargo, together we'll go far. Halfway to Nome, the real racing has begun as Iditarod dog teams make their way to Ruby, the first stop along the Yukon River. Somewhere in the next 134 miles, teams must take a mandatory eight-hour layover, but gaps are starting to open up in the field. As KNOM's Emily Schwing reports, the challenge for mushers now is how and when they will decide to make their big moves. Brent Sass only stayed in Ruby for nine minutes, just long enough to drop a dog. It's always fun when you carry your biggest dog. 30 miles. <laughs> the rest of the team stood patiently, um, tug lines tight, tails in the air as Sass rifled through two drop bags and efficiently packed his sled with food, gear, and straw. He says the trail from Cripple was good. Kind of slow moving though. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't, with that dog in the sled, it was kind of a little bit frustrating, but the dogs are pulling good, just not moving very fast, but Steady, can't complain. When his sled was packed, Sass inquired briefly on the whereabouts of his competition. Dallas must be right behind me, huh? Then he pulled his snow hook and took off under the dim northern lights. Are you guys ready? Have a good trip. Okay. The distant blue glow from his headlamp was visible from the checkpoint after he dropped onto the Yukon River. He camped five miles outside town. Maybe he was ready for a rest himself. Or perhaps he was hoping to find out whether Dallas CV was also planning to blow through Ruby. In fact, CV opted to declare his mandatory eight-hour layover when his team arrived. Once I get parked, are you going to do a layover here? Um, I want to declare my eight, but I'm not sure if I'm going to take it or not. Okay. Mushers have to take the rest somewhere along the river, but CV wasn't sure if he'd actually follow through in Ruby. That's a good question. I'm trying to figure that one out myself. Probably before before we stay for that long. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I gotta figure out where, what that means going forward from here. He says he's not concerned that an eight hour stay would put him on a schedule that has his team running in the heat of the day. He's also not worried about the teams around him. It's still a little too early to worry a lot about that. Still a lot of race left to go. So I'm not gonna get too fired up yet. He set to work lighting his cooker, pulling booties from his dog's paws, and discussing the condition of his team with veterinarians. As CV and Sass set the pace up front, a number of teams could give them a reason to look over their shoulders. At the ceremonial start in Anchorage, Fairbanks musher Ken Anderson was realistic about the fact that his team might be overlooked when it comes to expectations about who to watch. Because I'm not a big personality, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy, I don't like the limelight, um, you know, I'm not that colorful of a character. But Anderson has completed the Iditarod 15 times and six of those finishes were in the top 10. He says he set new goals for himself based on previous experience. My plan is to just uh, race with my heart instead of my head. That's always been an Achilles tendon for me. I try to overthink things too much. Um, every once in a while I just kind of throw that out the window and just, just go for it and I, I usually do well.
musher Nicholas Petit has also changed his ways. The last time he drove a team on the northern route, youth and inexperience got the best of him, and he was forced to scratch outside Unilaclete. I know what it was now, and turns out you can't just feed him ribeye steaks the whole way, and you can look up what a calcium deficiency does. It's kind of scary. I'm glad I caught it in time. Petit is efficient in checkpoints, driven competitively and committed to a top finish. But teams are only halfway to Nome. There are still many days of racing ahead, and they include more than 130 miles along the Yukon River, a tough overland route to the Bering Sea coast, and a long stretch of sea ice that leads to the Burled Arch. On the Iditarod Trail, I'm Emily Schwing in Ruby. And for APRN, I'm Josh Edge. Follow the coverage of this year's Iditarod at alaskapublic.org and on Twitter at APRN. This is APRN.